Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. We've got a great show in store for you today. We're going to be talking a little archery here today, as well as some big game hunting. Of course, the draw will be coming out June 1st, and uh, we'll be talking to our guests here about that little backdoor thing, they call it, uh, that we can <laughs> check in and cheat. I don't know. It's kind of like Christmas. You just can't wait to see what we drew or what we did not and uh so we're looking forward to the the draw results coming out but great 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 to have in studio today a good friend good friends i should say henry ferguson and tim lang so henry how are you sir i'm doing great scott how are you good good and tim good to see you bud you as well thanks scott so man exciting time here a little bit of a lull in the hunt time uh of course not much going on uh you know turkey season i guess ends monday here but uh you guys turkey hunt at all Tim's a big turkey hunter. I do, and I, I I hunted here, and I hunt here every once in a while, but I usually take my kids, so I don't like to go public, fully camoed uh, with my kids, so I usually uh, take them down to Texas or yeah. Nebraska, and we went to Texas this year. Okay, all right. I was in Montana a few weeks ago, was able to get a bird there, but have not uh, been successful here yet, only been, able to few, been out a few times, yeah. but I'm going to try to Monday, see if I can get into something up in Sedalia area. All right, guys, let's talk a little archery. And uh, this is something that, man, I'm still trying to talk myself in. Now, I got a good bow, no you limits sure do, archery, yeah. all this stuff. But, man, when I just think, okay, you spent the time, the money to get out there, and that animal hangs up at 100 yards, and you can't get closer, and it ain't coming closer. That kills me, just the thought of that. How do you go through that mentally? And well, were you guys – gun rifle hunters before or have you always kind of been archery i start i mean personally i started out as a rifle hunter okay and i, I was you know, it a mental change for you well the funny thing is i'm i guess i maybe have a little bit different rifle hunting story than most because the rifle hunts that i've been on um i drew a i drew a rifle tag when i was growing up in arizona and i hunted 11 of the 13 days i saw a grand total of one buck yeah, it was not exactly a, a great unit, mm -hmm. but uh, we saw one buck and I shot it at 25 yards. So for me, it was, I, I sat there and thought at the end of that hunt, I thought, man, I could have easily killed that thing with my bow. Wouldn't have been any problem at all. It was a 25-yard shot. It was a slam dunk. Right. So for me, I, I didn't have that long-range rifle hunting experience that maybe some others do. So, uh, but trust me, there are there have been many frustrations where I've walked off the mountain, kicking rocks and cussing <laughs> under my breath, going stupid deer. I could have pounded that thing with a three hundred right. short mag. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a little bit different story. I never. I grew up not hunting at all, wanting to hunt, but I didn't have any family that hunted, and that's usually how people get started. So, mm -hmm. I got as soon as I got married. I bought my first shotgun and I went out and I started bird hunting and unlike Henry, I n I've never rifle hunted. He got me into bow hunting about 12 or 13 years ago and yeah, I, I fell in love with it. And I just, wow. and I, yeah, I, I had the same experience. We could, you walk off the mountain, really 
cussing and saying, I could have <laughs> shot that thing had I had a rifle. You know, you're within very right. reachable range with a rifle, but sure. with a bow, it's just a different story. Um, but still, the, the chase is so much fun with a bow. Yeah. And the weather's nicer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It is. And the season's uh, roughly four times longer, too, or three to four times longer, which, mm -hmm. uh, truthfully, we need it. Oh, I mean, sure. it's, you know, I, I had somebody here, and I won't mention Tim's name, but I, I <laughs> wonder. His initials are TL. Yeah, his initials are Tim Lang. Yeah. And, um, he was killing deer every year on opening day for like three years. Yeah. I'm like, does this guy even like hunting? Yeah. <laughs> Different standards. I was just excited to, to kill big game animals and, and put meat in the freezer. It was fun. It was really fun. Absolutely. So let's talk about, I think it's, you know, I want to go kind of as much as we can today in today's segments from beginner to the advanced person that's listening and where they can learn something from the show too as well. So let's go from that beginning stage. Um, you say Henry got you into it, Tim. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, what were your preconceived thoughts about archery hunting? Did you have any? How'd you go about picking out the bow? You see all these guys that are drawing 70, 80 pounds and you're like, Jeez, I can't yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first time I bought a bow, to, Henry got me into it. I mean, Henry has shot a bow. I, Not to diss on Henry, but the first time I went to his house, I saw his senior photo with his bow in his hand. I said, the guy loves bow hunting. I mean, he loves shooting that, his bow. Doesn't everybody do that? <laughs> <laughs> so I knew I was talking to the right guy when I started, when I was really interested in getting into bow. And I had gone and talked to a sportsman's warehouse and said, you know, but the guys there, they just didn't know enough. I mean, yep. you may get lucky and talk to a guy who, who's passionate about it and knows his stuff. But most of the time, what I experienced was I talked to a guy who just knew enough to sell me the bow. Yeah. Yeah. He just knows enough. Hey, it's this price point. If you want a little bit higher price point, then you can get this this package from there. So um, I I feel like I kind of hit the jackpot when I started talking to Henry because he'd been shooting for so long. Sure. And so that was my experience. I got in, you know, we met in church, and uh, he started talking to me about shooting a bow. I had always wanted to. I got into bird hunting right after I got married and said, I need a big game hunt, but I don't really want to rifle hunt. I wanted to bow hunt. Mm-hmm. And so talking to him, he got me into the right, the right equipment right away. And couldn't afford it right away, so we bought used. He had a buddy that, yeah. that shot yeah. bows, and so I bought a used bow. that was a high-quality bow, but just a couple years old. Yeah. And so that's how I got started, and the right fit, the proper fit was imperative. I wouldn't have known that, mm -hmm. having not known Henry. So, But um, these are things I've learned and picked up on. So for the beginner out there, like me, I think proper fit, talking to the right people there's lots of resources out there so Henry wh where do you start I mean I guess it all starts with equipment that's a great question okay. Scott because <laughs> you know and yesterday I went I went out in preparation for this and did a little research did a little background research and I, I went to Bass Pro Shops and I went to No Limit. He told his wife he had to go do some prep work for the show. <laughs> oh, that gave me an excuse. Hey, that gave hey. me an excuse to go to all the stores. <laughs> That's yeah. right. I still got out of Bass Pro for under 150 bucks. So, <laughs> and usually there's a $300 cover charge on me just walking through yeah, the door right, of their right. or Cabela's. So I felt like I I did pretty well. Um, but yesterday I went in there and I talked to some of the guys at the archery counter and I asked them what's your best seller? What are people looking for? What are people asking for when they come in here? Because I haven't been looking for my first bow. You know, it's been 25 plus years for mm -hmm. me. I mean, it was, it was in the eighties when I got started. So, um, 
so for me, I wanted to kind of go back and, and see where somebody would start now. And, you know, there's a lot of resources, like Tim said. I mean, we have the Internet now where we've got, you know, different forums like Archery Talk or Bow Site where you can get on and ask questions and get um, – and I, it's heavy on the air quotes here, but expert advice, um, you know, because a lot of those sites have experts on them, but they also have a lot of guys who are, you know, not experts, experts, but they play one on the Internet. Yeah. Um, and so so I went in there and I asked them and, and they said that their number one selling bow by far was a bear bow, uh, the, the brand bear. And they're selling package bows for the most part. So essentially a ready to shoot, ready to hunt package. So you go in there and you buy the bow and it includes a sight, a rest, a sling, maybe a stabilizer and a quiver. So all you would need to buy in addition to that would be some arrows and a, and a, a handheld release or some type of release. So really for, for buying it there, you could walk out the door for in the neighborhood of, you know, five hundred dollars, hmm. four to five hundred dollars, depending on how how aggressive you go. Um, and of course, you can go higher than that. Sure, you know, they had several packages there in the seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine range. But uh, but what you get when you go there is kind of what you get. I mean, you get mm-hmm. what you pay for. You're you're buying a ready to hunt shoot, you know, ready to shoot package, and you're not necessarily getting the instruction and the help to put that package together and really make it work for mm-hmm. you. So after that, I went to No Limits Archery up in Denver, up to Phil Mendoza's shop. Happy birthday, Phil. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Happy birthday, happy Phil. Birthday. <laughs> and, uh, I, I would say, hey, we'd all sing happy birthday, but we, we don't want everybody to turn the channel. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the interesting thing was how drastically different the two places that are sell- both selling archery equipment were. And when I asked them what their number one selling bow was, they said it was the Hoyt uh, Pro Defiant 34, which is Hoyt's new flagship model bow, and it's it's 1100 bucks for the bow. But they really do a great job of fitting those bows to you. And you go to a, a good qualified pro shop, and they will make sure before you leave that shop, they're going to make sure that that bow fits you perfectly and that that bow is set up to where the arrows are coming out of the bow straight. They're going to do a, a, a basic tune on it for you and make sure that you understand what the equipment is. They're not just going to kind of send you out and wish you the best. And, and that's <laughs> what you may not get. And again, we're not here knocking anybody. Not but, at all. Not at all. But no. you can get the, quote, best-selling bow. You can get the right equipment. I equate archery a lot to golf. We can go in and get the greatest clubs, the hottest things on the tour, the golf balls, the glove, the bag, everything. But if it doesn't fit you, it doesn't matter what you got. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things I love about archery is you can't buy talent. Mm -hmm. You can't buy a game. You know, much like in golf, you can you can buy it and you can look like you know what you're doing, but as soon as you hit full draw or as soon as you swing that club. It's all, all the mystery is gone. Everybody knows if you do know what you're doing or not. Um, and, and really, it's, it was kind of interesting because, again, you know, with these two different shops, they had such a different approach. Mm-hmm. And granted, No Limits has those same starter packages. Sure. They sell a ton of the PSE Stingers. It's a 399 setup. 
pretty darn good setup actually. And, but you know, for the, for the people who are upgrading and wanting to become just a little bit better at it, they, they do have those, they do have those bases covered better than, you know, the big box as well. Okay, great. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. My name is Scott Watley, along with Henry Ferguson, Tim Wang in studio. Going to talk a little bit more Archer when we come back. This segment's brought to you by Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Are your pets ready to travel this summer? These are the folks we trust. Now, hey, we trust No Limits Archery for our archery equipment, and these are the folks we trust with our pets. LoneTreeVet.com. Their number is 303-708-8050. They're open seven days a week. Uh, right off a, a link in there in Lone Tree. And, again, we've trusted our pets to these fine folks for about 14 years. So I promise you, you can trust them, too. Again, this is Sportsman of Colorado. We'll be right back. If you have just been in an accident, there is a lot going on. With the screeching tires, crunching metal, and breaking glass, it's hard to remember what to do. That's why Kevin Flesh of Fleshlaw wants you to remember to panic. No, he doesn't mean run around screaming or start hyperventilating. He means use the acronym P-A-N-I-C to remember what to do. P is for police. Call the police immediately. It's very important to have an official record of what happened. A is assess, as in assess all of your injuries and seek medical care if necessary. N is for never admit fault. It's your job to take care of yourself, not to determine who is at fault. I is for insurance. Take pictures of the other person's insurance and ID info and get pictures of the accident if you you can. And finally, C is for call Kevin Flesh. Kevin Flesh is more than just a name used to intimidate the insurance companies. He will help you. If you've been injured in an accident, call Flesh Law at 303-806-8886 for a free consultation and he'll help you get the compensation that you deserve. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, we believe that all pets deserve to have a good life. And because we know that your pet will have many different needs throughout its life, we offer complete pet care services every day, all at one location. Whether your furry friend needs a checkup, advanced medical care, surgery, boarding, grooming, obedience training, food, care products, or toys, we are here for your pet seven days a week. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, we know that you want the very best for your pet which is why you can count on us to provide top-notch care in everything we do. We are certified with the highest rankings by the American Animal Hospital Association and hold a gold star rating with the Better Business Bureau. You and your pet can visit us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. We are located at 8681 East Lincoln Avenue in Lone Tree. Learn more about us by visiting our website at LoneTreeVet.com or just give us a call at 303-708-8050. Tired of walking into gun stores and seeing the same guns everywhere you go? Check out our sponsor, Old Steel Historical Firearms. Hi, this is Scott Watley of Sportsman of Colorado. At Old Steel, they specialize in the purchase and sale of historical firearms need to get your firearm collection appraised, they can help. Buy, sell, trade, and consignments are welcome at Old Steel. Open 10 to 6, Monday through Saturday, Old Steel Historical Firearms is located at 12 East Girard Avenue in Inglewood. That's just two blocks north of Hamden, off Broadway. Now you can own a piece of history at Old Steel Historical Firearms. Call 720-662-7252. That's 720-662-7252. Check out their website, oldsteelguns.com. 
www.lenlyle.com. Hi, Dan Johnson, General Manager at Len Lyle Chevrolet. You know, I hear it all the time. If you give me a good enough deal, I'll buy your vehicle. So here it is. A 2017 Crew Cab 4x4 loaded for up to $11,000 off MSRP. Or how about a 2017 Chevy Cruze sign and drive lease for only $1.99 a month? Heck, that's cheaper than a used car. And we'll pay top dollar for your trade-in. So go east and pay the lease. Len Lyle Chevrolet I-225 in East Colfax or on the web at lenlylechevy.com. Chevy, find new roads. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. This segment is brought to you by a new sponsor for our show, D&D Tire Service. You can check out their website, ddtireservice.com. They've got three locations to serve you, two in Aurora, one in Parker. Again, No Limits Archery is our place that we trust for archery. Here's a place you can trust to get your tires and get your vehicle all fixed up for the upcoming hunting season. And uh, good folks over at D&D Tire Service. Once again, their website is ddtireservice.com. Tell them you heard about them on Sportsman of Colorado, and we would appreciate that. If you're just turning on your radio, we've got Henry Ferguson in studio and Tim Lang talking a little archery. So, again, we want to try to cover as much as we can. We need to do probably several-hour shows to get to all that we want to on this. But um, let's go back to that beginning deal, Henry, and how you start with someone. Because I think it's very important you get that right coach, so to speak, at first. Because you know what? You get the guy that just doesn't have the patience with you or the gal that doesn't have the patience. It's kind of like us teaching our wife to shoot or something. Just do it that way. Exactly. I mean, you've got to have that right deal because, you know, Hey, I'm trying to do it right, you know, but yeah. also learning right. Like me, I didn't take any golf lessons, whatever. You know, I'm a hack. I'll shoot a hundred. I don't care how often I play, you know, but I mean, but you know, I've had some guys try to teach me now and I'm like, man, I wish I'd have known that going in. Now I don't have this bad habit to break. So let's just go through the whole scenario again of how you got started and how Henry helped you and all that. Okay. Well, again, I, I got started. I met Henry. I, I knew I wanted to get into it. So I didn't know where to start. I really didn't. Um, again, Henry was had been shooting a bow since he was little, so I got proper instruction from the very beginning. Um, and that's kind of why I did feel like I hit the jackpot. Yeah. Because um, back then there wasn't a lot of, you know, I could Google some stuff. You can YouTube some stuff. There was YouTube back 12, 13 years ago, but there wasn't as the information wasn't as readily available like it is today. I mean, Facebook hadn't taken off as much or mm-hmm. Instagram or YouTube, these things, these type of things that, that you can get a lot of good instruction off of now. So Henry, Henry set me up with my first bow and we got properly fitted, which I think is important. We talked a little bit about that. The bow fit me well to, from the beginning. And then it was just repetition. You know, I'd go out and we'd go out and we'd shoot and we'd learn about where to place the hand in the in the bow grip and where to anchor my hand on my face you know guys who just buy from the big box stores may not get that type of instruction and it's basic stuff that's that's very valuable the muscle memory that you learn from shooting properly over and over again mm-hmm. if you learn wrong you're going to shoot wrong your whole life and then the memory becomes harder to break you know it's a bad habit that you have to break if you're shooting wrong from the beginning so i feel like again with the inst- proper instruction I have, I had a very distinct advantage in going into the field and hunting for the first time. First year I bought a deer tag, I shot a deer. 
It was one of the happiest moments of my <laughs> life. You know, it was not a big deer, but I was just out to shoot a big game animal with the bow, sure. and that was the challenge. Right. So let's talk about the the the, the weight a little bit. You know, again, with some people maybe do 60, 70, 80, whatever. I think a lot of things that I think I did at first and other, you know, I hear, see friends, guys about my size, what they could do. But I think you also got to realize you're probably never going to shoot your bow with both feet probably square, yeah. on level ground, shoulders square, all that, where you can pull back 70, 70. I mean, so how do you go about finding that right length so if you're kneeling if you're sitting i mean to get that you know and you, you just kind of maybe you actually stumbled on the right answer but seriously the best way to do it is to sit down on a chair and if you can still draw that bow straight back without having to sky pull and endanger every pigeon that's driving out that's <laughs> flying over you you know um then that that tells you that you are in a bow weight that you can handle now, again, these are, these are things that getting started, most bows will have roughly a 10 pound draw weight range. Mm -hmm. So if you buy a 70 pound bow, that means you can start out about 60 pounds. And I'd really recommend that for just about every new adult male shooter is to start out at the low end of the draw weight range on your mm -hmm. bow simply because it allows you to draw that bow back much more easily and allows you to get that repetition in and build, like Tim said, that muscle memory, yeah. which is vital. And I if mean, you make a good shot at 60 pounds, 55 pounds, oh, you're going to kill it. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. My wife killed a killed a really nice buck with a 50-pound bow. Yeah. And let me tell you, he had no complaints. <laughs> <laughs> you bring up another good point, too, on on shooting square feet on the ground. I, Out of all the deer that we've killed in the field, I think one of them I've shot standing up. And, and with, a, like I said, with a proper instruction out in the field, we've been able to kill deer every, almost every year we've had a deer tag. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's highly unusual for the statistics in Colorado or even archery hunting in general. Yeah. Is to go out and really harvest animals every, every year you've got a tag. It's, sure. it's pretty unusual. So I attribute a lot of that to really good instruction in shooting a bow. Right. It's just good mechanics right. because, you know, when you get in a, into a high stress situation, it's, it's your practice that <laughs> yeah. you fall back on, yeah, you absolutely. know, it's, it's not, uh, you can't rely on luck. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah. it's practice that, that carries the day. So, um, once you got the right equipment, got to start practicing. How do you start out? What yardage do you start out? You know, do you shoot now? Like some guys tell me, Oh, with a rifle, you know, Oh, I shoot this maybe rifle cartridge when I'm hunting, but I shoot this while I'm practicing because it's cheaper. And I was like, oh, dude, that drives me nuts. Yeah. I'm like, dude, <laughs> yeah. you got to shoot what you practice. I mean, you got to practice what you're going to use, you know. Uh, is that the same thing in archery? Well, there is some tuning with broadhead versus your field point, but okay. I shoot the same arrows through the bow all year round. Yeah. And uh, there's no difference in the arrows, but there is some tuning that you will have with broadhead, whether you're shooting a fixed blade or a expandable. We try and find the ones that shoot as close to the to our field points as possible, so there's yeah. less tuning going into the bow. But um, but we shoot the same arrows all year round. Okay, I do see I, what you're talking about, though, Scott. I, the other day I was out at Columbine Archery and um, out of the Columbine Bowman Range, and there was a guy shooting, and he he says, "Yeah, I'm just all over the place today because I'm just shooting my off-season arrows." Mm. I'm like, man, 
I don't have those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have I have my arrows, and that's the arrows that I shoot. You know, no matter what I'm after. That's uh, and I've always looked at it this way: if you're out there practicing, anytime I'm at the range, I'm practicing. I'm working on something to get better. Right. So whether it's that day, I might be working on my anchor and just developing a more repeatable anchor. I might be working on my aiming technique and working on the balance of my bow so that it aims a little better. But good gosh, I'm never going to be out there with a bunch of mismatched arrows because sure. when you do that, the results are pretty predictable. Right. You're going to be using all of the target, not just the middle. Now, as far as, you know, you're looking at equipment, and so you got the bow, maybe you like, whatever. You look at arrows, you walk into even no limits. It's like, mm -hmm. dude, how do I know what arrow to oh, pick? Oh, it's pretty overwhelming. I, yeah. 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 <laughs> so do you go by the ads you see? Do you go by – because, I mean, I've heard some of the guys talk about before, hey, the ones sometimes you see the ads on, they tried it and they're wor – I mean, they hated them. I mean, well, sure, you know. sure. And so you can't just go by advertising or what quotes of a, what – um, a Ted Nugent may hunt with or whatever, you got to see what works for you and maybe what your other buddies have had good success with. Absolutely. And I, I mean, really, you, you want to kind of pull some of the people there and you'll, I mean, you, you'll find that some, some shops have a, kind of a bias toward a particular product and that's totally understandable. And that product tends to be the one that they've had the best experience mm -hmm. with. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's definitely some value. And again, I, I can't stress enough picking that pro shop that you trust, that you really feel that they are giving you the best opinions based on what they feel is truly the best product for you. And I mean, me personally, I've shot gold tip arrows since 2000 and I've just never been unhappy with them. I mean, they've been a really good arrow. They're tough, they're straight. And you know what, most importantly, at the end of the day, they hit what I'm aiming at. Right. And that's... Uh, and there's a lot of resources out there now, too. Absolutely. The, you know, your pro shop, No Limits is great. We ask a lot of questions there. Um, but you can find a lot of information on YouTube these days. There's a lot of good instructional videos. Henry and I just started uh, uh, Not Fit to Hunt. So you can have your own personal Henry. And we do <laughs> instructional videos on teaching how to shoot a bow and what equipment to use. And there's lots more videos and YouTube videos coming up and... Uh, I think it's it's invaluable information that you can gain or glean from the internet as well as your local shops. Right, absolutely. So practicing, what do you try to get in a week? I every single day if I can, and if I'm, and, and truthfully, right now I've, I've been pretty busy lately. Like Tim said, you know, we've started this not fit to hunt YouTube channel and um, website and stuff, and so that's that's kept me pretty busy. But I'm still getting out three to four days a week at least. And that's not just leading up to the season, that's year round. Once we get closer to the season, that's gonna be that's gonna be more. Um generally it's it's usually five, six days a week, but right now, like I said, I've been a been a little too busy for my own good. Would be an hour a day, thirty minutes a day, you know what? A couple it, hours a day. Twenty arrows. If you get twenty arrows through your bow a day, a day. Absolutely. Okay. My focus is perfect shots so if i go out there and truly if i make 20 perfect shots the other day i had a i had a busy day but i knew that i was going to be driving past the golden range so you know threw the bow in the car and went over there in between stops and shot 25 arrows walked away from there feeling great i mean mm. i made good quality shots and i knew that i had accomplished what i came there to do right you're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, Henry Ferguson, Tim Lang in studio talking a little archery. we got to take a short break, and we'll be back with more right after this. 
This is Red Merrill for Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is a weapon manufacturer that services the firearm enthusiast. From precision ARs to suppressors, Phoenix Weaponry can make your dreams come true. Phoenix Weaponry is a full-service gun shop that offers gunsmithing, coating, and modifications to your own weapon. Phoenix Weaponry, family-owned and operated right here in Colorado. If you can dream it, Phoenix Weaponry can build it. Call today, 720-340-2496. Again, that's 720-340-2496. Or visit their website, phoenixweaponry.com. Mention Sportsman of Colorado and receive 10% off your custom-built weapon. This is Scott Watley for my friends at Rampart Firearms in Sedalia. This is a great store, family owned and operated. They buy, sell, trade, and consign firearms. You will find a great selection of new and pre-owned handguns, shotguns, and rifles. If you can't find the gun you want, Rampart Firearms will special order your gun at no extra cost. Found a gun on the internet? Rampart Firearms will do one firearm transfer and the background check for only $10 if you mention Sportsman of Colorado. Rampart Firearms, 720-468-0050. That's 720-468-0050. Located at Highway 60 in Santa Fe in Sedalia. Rampart Firearms opens seven days a week. 720-468-0050. Well, we did it now. Hi, Dan Johnson from Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. And we received a special allocation of over 600 new Chevrolets. And we're out of room. So to relieve our problem, check these deals out. A 2017 Silverado Crew Cab 4x4 for up to $11,000 off MSRP. Or lease a 2017 Chevy Cruze for only $199 a month, sign and drive. Or a 2017 Chevrolet Equinox for up to $6,000 off MSRP. Go east and pay the lease. Lynn Lyle Chevrolet, I-225 in East Colfax or on the web at lynnlylechevy.com. Chevy, find new roads rush to reason with john rush weekdays from three to seven on klz 560 welcome back to sportsman of colorado again my name is scott watley thank you so much for joining us today be sure you can catch us on sundays now as well if you happen to miss us on saturdays from one to two your replay is sundays nine to ten a.m right here on KLZ 560. Now listen, we've got a lot of sponsors that are so-called outdoor folks, but after the recent storms, let me tell you about some guys you can trust with your roofing. That is RR Roofing and Renovations. Locally owned and trusted since 1998, they can handle roofing, gutters, exterior paint, siding, and more. 720-291-7225. Again, 720-291-7225. They're A-plus members with the Better Business Bureau. Uh, Again, locally owned and operated since 1998. So give them a call. Tell them you heard about them on Sportsman of Colorado, 720-291-7225. Henry Ferguson, Tim Lang in studio. we got time for one more segment with these guys. We're going to have to do this probably once a month uh, uh, because it's a lot of fun, a lot of great information out there. Talking about archery a little bit. And so, Henry, let's go through the, the process a little bit. So, you know, you walk into No Limits or the place that you choose to shoot, and uh, what do you do then? Well, hand them your money. <laughs> <laughs> hand them your credit card. And the, the beautiful thing about archery is, you know, say you, say you decide, you know what, I'm going to get started and I'm going to do this right. I'm not starting out with a, a low-end starter bow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this right, and I'm going to spend a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. If you go in there and – literally for 
1500 to $2,000, you can walk out of there with a setup that you're going to be very happy with for and a very last long, you time. A long time. Yeah, right. exactly. And that's, that's one of the important things to remember. I mean, it's, it's a matter then of, you know, every few years you'll replace strings. Okay, well, that's about $150. That's like getting your oil changed in your car. It, it has to happen. Um, you know, you'll need to buy new arrows every once in a while from either missing targets while you're learning, go through mm -hmm. that learn, you know, kind of that starting process, or once you get better from blowing up arrows, hitting other arrows in the target, you know, Robin Hooding them and stuff. Right. So, but once you've, once you've spent that money, now it's time to learn how to use the equipment. And what I try to do is every shot I take, I basically have a six step process that shoots that arrow and this is something that I, the the best way to learn this process is up really close to a target you know and when i say target i mean a target butt i don't mean like a bullseye target okay you want to be up close to a target and when i say close i'm talking three to six feet away and really truly working on learning how to shoot your bow mm -hmm. not learning how to hit the target but how to shoot your bow if you learn how to shoot your bow first, learning how to hit the target is going to be real easy. So it's just a matter of applying these techniques with the target in front of you. So basically what I start out with, I start out with a bow grip. Number one, first thing I do, I put my, my hand in the bow. I get make sure that the grip is on the thumb side of the lifeline on my palm. And what that does is that puts, my, puts everything in alignment. Okay. And it gets your forearm out of the way, so you're not going to end up with those raspberries. We talked about you. You kind of yeah, you threw red <laughs> under the bus last yeah. time. Talked about his his tendency I mean, to every get time. raspberries. Yeah. You know, red. If you're out there, I'll mm -hmm. I'll give Scott my number. Call me. We can fix that. <laughs> we can fix that so easily. Well, You'll enjoy archery immensely it. more. We got him to cock that left arm just a tad. Yeah. You know, and then. He wouldn't do it. But then the first time he picks one up, the next time, wham. <laughs> yeah. So once you get that grip in the bow, when, when it's in there right, and, you know, to give you kind of a plug here, we've, we do have our, our website and we have our YouTube videos, notfittohunt.com. And if you take a look on there, our first, first video we did was based on bow grip because I feel that it's that important. That's the, the foundation of your shot. Um, so once your grip's done, you're going to raise that bow up keep that bow shoulder nice and low and you can see all this because it's radio and I'm illustrating it perfectly <laughs> um, so keep that bow shoulder nice and low and keep it kind of low and pushed out so that's going to give you your most solid foundation there for your shot um, then your next step is drawn to your anchor so your anchor is going to be somewhere on your face that you can feel and repeat every single shot and I mean something that you can repeat whether you're wearing a glove, you know, for your hunting setup or you're wearing a backpack or whatever, whatever conditions you happen to be in right. shooting up or downhill, your anchor has to happen. Right. So pull into that anchor. Um, then once you're into the anchor and only after you're into your anchor, then <laughs> you look through your peep sight. I see a lot of people who their peep sight is their anchor. And that's just, it's leaving a big hole in the back end, and okay. that's a, an opportunity for a, a shot to go awry there. Um, so look through your peep. Then you start your pull. So for me, 
you want to you want to apply back tension to your shot and what that is is essentially once you draw back you're transferring that weight to your rhomboid muscles which are between your shoulder blades uh, between your shoulder blades and your spine now these muscles are really strong and they are right next to your spine which gives you optimal stability and gives you a lot steadier sight picture um, but in addition to that once you once you set that up now all you have to do you start that you start that motor and which is basically pulling through your shot um, you start that and then you start aiming and you're focused 100% on aiming. Now, as the motor, which has been committed to your subconscious through this process we're talking about here, um, that will activate the release and the shot will fire. Now, ultimately, the shot will take you by surprise. And this is something that is a real revelation for people because they know ex most, I would say probably 95% of the people know exactly when their shot's going to fire because their finger is right there on the trigger and as soon as that sight crosses the center or <laughs> near the center near the or center. <laughs> center adjacent they hammer that thing like they're mad at it right and i mean i've seen people it looks like they're trying to bend their triggers they're hitting them so hard yeah. but but really what you want to do is you want to set and this is this is something kind of new for most people is you want to set that index finger release short and you want to set the the connector from the wrist strap to the release body itself you want to shorten that length okay. and which that allows you to wrap your finger around the trigger and it allows you to fire that shot with your back muscles so to do this again this is something that like i said this is best learned at very close range standing right in front of the target okay. just committing this shot to memory and I do this a lot still. I mean, I've been shooting a bow for 25 plus years, but I do this every week at least. I'll stand in my basement and I've got a target set up, a big bag target, and I'll stand there and I'll, I'll go downstairs and I'll shoot 20 to 30 arrows into it with my eyes closed so that I am committing that shot to memory mm -hmm. and just reminding myself what a good shot feels like. But once you get that technique down, it's amazing how how easily everything comes together after that. But most people skip that step and right. just go straight to wanting to pound the middle out of the target. So, Tim, when it came to picking, let's say, your anchor point, you know, you, you, you talks about the part on your face there. I've seen some guys kind of do it behind an ear, you know, and yep. a little notch there. I've seen other guys do it on the, somewhere on the cheek, whatever. Um, is that something that just comes natural where you do it or do you have to say you know what this is where i'm going to make my anchor point how do you go about picking it well if you're smart you want to make it you don't want it to kind of land where it lands um i've learned that the hard way you know mm -hmm. and it, it's a little bit different because i do shoot a back tension to learn that muscle memory but i also when i hunt and when i shoot tournaments i'll shoot my my trigger release and so i have a little bit different anchor point for each of them because i hold the the release that the back tension release differently in my hand. Um, but if you're smart, it's going to be the same. You want to be able to repeat it and have that muscle memory like Henry talked about every single time to be right. successful. Okay, great. Not fit to hunt. <laughs> I think we are three qualifiers for that. <laughs> oh, real quick, just about a minute and a half left here. Let's talk about that. All right, so it's it's – 
it started as a joke, like most things in my life have. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thanks for sticking with him, Stacy. <laughs> yeah, no yeah, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I I kind of felt that as I looked on social media, and you know, Tim and I talked about this a lot before we took this anywhere, and I, I didn't feel like necessarily everybody represented us mm -hmm. and kind of represented the average bow hunter because we're not all you know chiseled out of granite right. you know we don't all you know, live in the gym and i hey i drove right by the gym this morning on the way to safeway <laughs> to get donuts and uh but you know there's there's obviously got to be balance in our lives and i mean where you sure. choose to put your efforts is up to you. It's a very personal thing. But, I mean, for us, you know, we've been successful hunting. Um, you know, like Tim said, I, I mean, I think it was 2006 was the last time I didn't fill my deer tag. That was the year my son was born. And I was just distracted. I had other things going on and sure. just didn't find the right deer in the right moment. And so, but, uh, you know, there's, there's, ways of going about this that have made us successful and we wanted to share those ways with other people okay. more more than anything we wanted to help people become better archers better hunters and the way we're going to do that is through these youtube videos that we have up we have four of them up already we'll have another one up probably before the weekend's over um and you know it'll be dealing with things like archery form and techniques and different equipment that we use um and then as we get in more into summer we're gonna we're gonna be doing a lot of hunting type videos kind of how we prepare for hunting different scouting techniques how we're loading backpacks how we're using our backpacks how we're how we're using optics to be successful which is something that i think most people could really use to right to up their their percentage it's the, everything we'll give you everything except our our units that we hunt how yeah, about that absolutely about that? yeah <laughs> and just go ahead yeah and if you ask us we'll probably lie sure <laughs> <laughs> all right not fit to hunt you got a facebook page as well we, do. we have a so facebook page check them out on facebook instagram as well. instagram not fit to hunt.com well guys our time is up but we'll get you back on and we'll spend some more time on this um uh, venture because I think it's a lot of great information it gives a lot of people a chance to view the YouTube videos and uh, again it's got to be fun when you're out there and if you're not oh, doing it doing it right or not being successful it can quickly turn into not being fun yeah so we're gonna help you be successful out there so guys thank you very much thanks, thanks for Scott. having us Scott this segment was brought to you by we'll also say not fit to hunt check them out on Facebook check out their website you're listening to Sportsman of Colorado we'll be right back Stack Optical creates their own lenses in their own shop so you're getting exactly what you need for your eyes without having to wait for weeks to get your eyeglasses. They have a huge selection, lots of different colors, lots of different styles that look great, including the option of rimless glasses, which basically look like you're not wearing glasses at all. They're really cool. This is Marie Christine at KLZ. I visited Stack Optical and was very happy with my eyeglasses. They look great. I can see better. I didn't have to wait for them to order my lenses from somewhere else. Visit Stack Optical on Cherry Creek North Drive in Denver. Mention Haystack Help Radio and get their $69 eye exam. It's a great deal. Stack Optical in Denver.
Hi, this is Scott Watley for my friends at One Shot Gear in Inglewood. If you are a hunter, you know that after a full year of training, shooting, and planning, when the season rolls around, you are lucky to get one shot at a trophy. At One Shot Gear, they've got you covered with the largest selection of premium hunting gear in Colorado like Blosser Rifles, Sitka Gear, and Night Force Optics. The One Shot Gear team has the experience so they can help you find exactly what you need for the hunt of a lifetime. When only the best will do, choose One Shot Gear, located at 4720 South Santa Fe circle in Inglewood. One Shot Gear is your premium hunting gear headquarters. Call 303-284-3828. That's 303-284-3828. If Sitka makes it, One Shot Gear has it. They're the largest stocking dealer in Colorado. Ask for Grant. Tell him Sportsman of Colorado sent you. Mention Sportsman of Colorado and you receive 10% off of all clothing and boots. One Shot Gear is an official sponsor of Sportsman of Colorado. If you're looking for great deals on outdoor equipment and clothing, we've got you covered. Hi, this is Bill Paddock, owner of the Outdoorsman's Attic, your outdoor gear consignment headquarters. You'll save 20, 30, 40, even 50% on previously owned outdoor gear for the fisherman, hunter, and camper. We also sell live bait, firearms, and ammo. If you're doing a little spring cleaning, bring in your gear to the Outdoorsman's Attic. We'll sell it for you and put cash in your pocket. You can also pick up your hunting and fishing licenses right here at the store. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor gear needs is the Outdoorsman's Attic located at 2650 West Hampton Avenue in Sheridan, Colorado. 303-781-3626. That's 303-781-3626. Or visit us online at outdoorsmansattic.com. Mention Sportsman's of Colorado and receive 20% off all your outdoor clothing. Hi, Dan Johnson with Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. And right now we're selling all 2017 Chevrolets at employee supplier pricing, plus all the rebates, for a total of up to $11,000 off on some vehicles. And we need your trade-ins, and we'll pay the highest prices anywhere, whether you owe money on it or not. Give us a chance, you won't be sorry. I guarantee you that nobody can sell you a Chevrolet for less than Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. Go east and pay the lease. Lynn Lyle Chevrolet, I-225 in East Colfax, or on the web at lynnlylechevy.com. Chevy, find new roads. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Once again, my name is Scott Watley. We want to thank you so much for joining us today. Just a couple of weeks, just shy of actually two full weeks, and we will know our big game draw results. So thought we'd get our good buddy on, Quentin Smith from QRS Outdoor Specialties. Quentin, how are you, sir? I'm good, thanks. Hey, great to visit with you a few minutes. And, man, it's that time of year where everybody's dying to know why, what they got drawn for and what they didn't. But, you know, I just wanted to ask you about this real, real quick, and that's just on the moose draw. Man, I see so many deals on, you know, social media where guys have put in 25 years and can't draw. I mean, is there a, a better way? I mean, if you were in charge of that, I mean – how is, is there a better way for these tags? Well, here's the deal. At the end of the day, the, the way that system is, is done um, is something that's not always known to the public. And so this is something we can clear up very well. When, when a person applies for the draw, they are given a nine-digit random number. That nine-digit random number is then divided by the total preference points that they have both the three plus the weighted points they have, and then wherever that new code is, what you, that division factor is where they stand in the draw. So a guy that gets into the draw that has zero 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 one two three four and then has four preference points, he actually probably stands a better chance of getting into it than a guy that's got 20 preference points 
and draws a 999 number. So at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it really becomes more of a lottery deal. So really, you know, it, it when you look at it across the board, I've had guys that, you know, 14, 15 years. I've had guys that have had 20 years. I've had guys that last year drew it in six. Um, so it, it really is a, a system there that, in my opinion, I'd love to see it redone and a weighted preference point meaning exactly what weighted means. But uh, it, it definitely is a little different than that for sure. Right. Another thing let's touch on real quick, and then we'll get into some big game hunting here. But, uh, you know, the whole deal with the, the mountain lion, the bear thing, and it came up a few months back and where they're wanting to uh, – Colorado Parks and Wildlife is doing this study and all that. And, you know, everybody's – um certainly wants the population of both of these animals you know to remain healthy and all the things but you know everybody has different views on it i guess and different ways to uh, achieve that uh your perspective as an outdoorsman your perspective as an outfitter um what were your thoughts on all that you know when when we look across our predatory animals and things out there we definitely have a huge population and we do have to control them we do have to manage them, and I think the division tries very hard to do that. I think their hands get tied in some ways to do that, and I think, uh, you know, some changes that have come, you know, constitutional-wise and things in the past even um, have limited our ability to manage those things and, and those species specifically um, the way we need to, to to make the whole life circle go round. Um, you know, we live in an area in northwest Colorado that that is a huge topic right now. Lion numbers, mm-hmm. um, bear numbers, in my opinion specifically, I would tell you that the bear numbers are out of control. Um, but when it comes down to it, on the hunter side of it, we are basically very limited in the ways that we can hunt those animals. And so we, we're not allowed to bait. We're not allowed to um, use dogs or anything of that manner. And so it, that really, you know, limits some of the ability of our chance to manage those animals specifically because the chance of just walking out there and finding them while they are getting greater and greater and greater because our population is so high. Right. Um, that is, that is something that we are not managing properly. Um, we have visited very specifically with the head of the division and talking to them. And, and, you know, some of this, their hands are tied in as well because of some of the changes that have come down between the trapping and the baiting and, and those kinds of issues. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to see us be able to get back into a, a baited bear situation during a fall or spring hunt uh, on a bear deal. You know, the lion deal on the, on the quota, we have a quota system right now on them, and it works pretty well. Yep. Um, the division's able, you know, to look at those units and go, "Hey, there's X amount of tags that come out of out of one unit, and if those X amount of tags are filled in the first couple of weeks, we probably have a huge lion population there. And, and while that's not best numbers, there's a way to increase those and and you know manage that there for sure. Um, so I tell you what, there's lots of challenges we face in a management world that way. And, of course, everybody has their own management schemes and different ways to do it. But, man, it would be awesome to get back into the spring baiting world and different things like that or even fall baiting. And, and it's legal to hunt over a natural gut pile. If you kill an elk and, and you have a gut pile on the ground, 
you know, right there, then you can hunt over that gut pile and kill one. What's the difference in hunting over a bait? Sure. Um, so, you know, there's lots of different things and, and ways to look at this across the board, and I think we could do a, a whole lot better job of managing managing those animals if if given the opportunity no quentin smith is our guest qrsoutdoors.com is his website take a look at that if you're into western big game hunting i'm telling you this is the guy that we've hunted with for many many years and uh, had great success with and i promise you you will get a first class trip for antelope black bear mountain lion mule deer elk white-tailed deer shiras moose uh, they handle it all you know when you see some of the states just real quick on the bear thing and baiting when you see some of the states that allow that and you know they seem to be doing a pretty good job and um, keeping their numbers in control Will Colorado, you think, ever take, I mean, what would it take for Colorado to take a look at that and maybe bring that again up? You know, it is. So if you look at that, specifically on the baiting side of things, it's a constitutional change. Yeah. Um, and, and that's going to be a very, very difficult thing for us to get a hold of and, and move with nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, I think there's some ways that, uh, um, you know, in the East County, I think there's some things in the county within their predatory or, uh, management issues, county specifically, that they can potentially do some things that way. And that's kind of where we're targeting is maybe starting to look a little bit at some of those other options through our counties, working with our, our, our local government and our counties to say, hey, we have an issue here. we got to get a hold of this. What do we do? How can we work together to make this work for us? And initially put a plan together that may be statewide work. Right. Absolutely. Well, as I said, June 1st, we should know our uh, luck of the draw, so to speak. So um, what all is happening with QRS? And wanted to check with you and see about any openings you may have, whether it be in Colorado or Wyoming as well. Sure, absolutely. You know, we're getting really close. Of course, the Colorado draw has already happened. We're, we're anticipating uh, great results coming from that here very quickly. I'm excited to see some of the things that are that are coming from the draw there. Um, the, on Wyoming, we have a actual draw deadline coming up here the end of this month, May 31st. And so I do actually have a couple of trophy mule deer hunts available on some guys that uh, had to move to 2018. Um, so we've got a couple of mule deer hunts, a place we've been 100% success over the last several years, had excellent uh, um, luck there and, and some very, very nice trophies. So that's coming up here very quickly at the Wyoming draw, May 31st. Okay, but they need to they need to jump on that. <laughs> we do absolutely. We need to be jumping on that one right. here pretty quick. Is the luck? I mean, when somebody puts in, do they need points? All the different things there you to know, draw. On the deer with our region and things that we do, we can actually draw that deer tag very easily. Okay. Um, so a, a person, I'll work with that person to help them get in the draw and, and in that uh, secure program that way. And it's a, we will draw that tag. All right. If you're looking We've for a great success trophy mule deer hunt in Wyoming, we can fix you up. 970-366-0004. 970-366-0004, and that's Quentin Smith. Again, you can check out their website, qrsoutdoors.com. Now, for Colorado, um, as far as the, the seasons, uh, any openings in any of your things here in Colorado? You know, we got a couple of archery things we can talk about, spot and stock archery stuff that are walled in place, our original operation that we started. 
um, several years ago, and now 17. It's hard to believe. Oh, no. um, yeah. I've got a, a couple archery positions and things there, and uh, of course, there's always leftover cow tags and things that uh, uh, we're looking for on a management, uh, you know, style deal for us. There's, there's some great opportunity there. So, definitely some options for people that are never contact and start working for the fall and, and go from there. All right, sounds good. Again, antelope, black bear, mountain lion, mule deer, elk, white-tailed deer, Shira Smooth, Quentin Smith, they can help you out. It's QRS Outdoors. Once again, that number, if you're looking, uh, maybe get in on a cow hunt this year. If you want to get in on a trophy mule deer hunt at Split Rock Ranch in Wyoming, call Quentin today. Again, that draw is May 31st, so we got to get you guys in touch. 970-366-0004. And uh, hopefully in about six more months, Quentin, I'll get my mountain lion back uh, from our great successful hunt with you guys. And, man, I'm telling you, um, I love showing that picture. And every time somebody sees it, like, wow, I didn't know they got that big. I mean, man, I have been so thrilled with that hunt and glad we were able to do that last December and uh but i'm telling you it, it's an exciting thing that was my first time to ever do that with the dogs and all the things and boy that that is a cool hunt we had a fantastic cat year we put 22 cats in a tree over the course of the season um we, we took some very very nice ones we did not shoot 22 cats um but uh we we did uh, take some extremely nice ones uh, yours is absolute one of them for sure um you can't ask for a better trophy than that right there so absolutely um, Congratulations again on that. Well, good deal. Well, thank you guys, and boy, your team did a great job as well. Well, listen, man, thanks for joining us, and we'll look forward to uh, catching up here in a few weeks and hopefully do some hunting together. Sound like a plan. Look forward to talking to you then. All right, that's Quentin Smith, QRS Outdoors, qrsoutdoors.com. Once again, his number, 970-366-0004. Well, thank you so much for joining us today for Sportsman of Colorado. Be sure and check out our website, sportsmanofcolorado.com. Help our sponsors there. Let them earn your business. Again, thanks for joining us. Catch us on Sundays now, 9 to 10 a.m. as well as Saturdays from 1 to 2 here on KLZ 560. Everyone have a great week. expressed on KLC 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.